0: Psalm 34 I will extol the Lord at all times, his praise will always be on my lips, I will glorify the Lord, let the afflicted hear and rejoice, glorify the Lord with me, let us exhort his name together, I sought the Lord and he answered me, he delivered me from all my fears, Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. This poor man called and the Lord heard him. He saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and he delivers them. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. Fear the Lord you holy people For those who fear him lack nothing. The lions grow weak and hungry, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Come, my children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Whoever of you loves life and desires to see many good days, keep your tongue from evil and your lips from telling lies. Turn from evil and do good seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are attentive to their cry. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil to blot out their name from the earth. The righteous cry out and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. The righteous person may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers him from them all. He protects all his bones. Not one of them will be broken. Evil will slay the wicked. The foes of the righteous will be condemned. The Lord will rescue his servants. No one who takes refuge in him will be condemned.
1: well thank you so much peter what a wonderful psalm um why don't you have it open in front of you You haven't got a bible next to you a passage i'm not going to have anything on the screen the next few minutes so it would be helpful to have the passage uh in front of you let me pray i will extol the lord at all times His praise will always be on my lips. Our loving Father, as a result of gathering together this morning, as we praise you for that, uh, we ask that that will be true for us, that because of what you're doing in our hearts and how you're growing us as your children, that praise of you will always and forever be on our lips and in our hearts. Father, teach us now, we ask. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, in these next couple of weeks, we're looking at a couple of psalms, uh, the psalms being the songbook, if you like, of the Bible, uh, prayers and poems um, reflecting on God's wonderful character and how much he loves us. And they teach us also how to respond, how to praise him, and how to pray. So they're a really helpful resource. And we, it's always good to have our psalms handy with us. And I wonder whether you've ever written a song. Uh, or a psalm, um, or a poem perhaps? I'm sure you've written a prayer. Well, what caused you to do that? And perhaps you've been asked to do it, but um, other times what causes you to to come out and write something and, and make something up in that sense? Um, maybe you wanted to, maybe your heart encouraged you to do so. Um, something happened in that day or that week that caused you to want to to write it down, to sing it out, to write a poem. When I was about 15, I remember writing, um, when I was quite sad, I wrote a song. Um, And also I remember around that sort of time writing songs because I felt proud and um, that I had the answers. Well, today we're looking at a song written by King David. Do you remember him? Um, He was the one who beat Goliath with a sling Uh, He led armies to defeat God's enemies, and he ruled Israel for many, many years. And he wrote many songs while he was king. But our song today, uh, Psalm 34, was written when he was a younger man, before he became a king, and not long after he had defeated Goliath. And it's an amazing song, which encourages us to praise God, to sing out loud uh, to him. And David is overflowing with praise. Verse 1, that first line, I will extol or bless the Lord, bring the praises to him at all times. It will always be on my lips. Verse 2, I will glory in the Lord. He can't help himself, can he? For him, the Lord God is amazing. He's incredible. He's done wonderful things for David. And maybe in times gone by, you've written down some amazing things that God has done. Reasons for why he's amazing. It's a great thing to do, isn't it? Some people do it weekly, actually, what God has done for me this week. Some do it daily. Uh, They recount the blessings they've experienced from God um, in that day as they go to bed. Amazingly, as we go through this song, you will see that it's a song, verse 2, for the afflicted. Uh, And that's a word that means people who are feeling really low, uh, where life has humbled them, uh, made them feel very small, uh, very weak. And I wonder, is that you? Do you feel like that at the moment? Um, It's a song for those who are fearful, verse 3. Is that you? It's a song for those who seem surrounded by troubles, uh, verse 6. Maybe that's you. Um, it is for those who are crying out, verse 15. Um, and verse 18 is for the broken-hearted. It's for people crushed in spirit. I wonder whether that's you. Well, here David says, well, that's me too. And in that trouble, In that sadness, I've learnt to praise the Lord. And here, he's calling his friends, he's calling us, to do the same. To praise God in our troubles. Now that might seem rather strange, to go against what we naturally like to do. Maybe we would naturally want to blame God for our troubles, or get angry with God The things that are upsetting us, but verse two says, "No, let the afflicted hear and rejoice." Why? Because the Lord is good. Verse eight tells us the Lord is good. He delivers His people. He saves them. He saves them from their fears. Verse four. He pardons them. He uh, removes their shame, verse 5. Verse 10, he provides for them. At Verse 15, he sees them. He hears their cries. He hears their prayers. We see that in verse 15 and verse 17. And wonderfully in verse 18, he is close to his people. The Lord is good. David says, "Taste and see that the Lord is good." And is that not wonderful to hear? So, afflicted one, um, if you're feeling sad, those feeling weak, maybe you're feeling the world is just too much for you. Rejoice, rejoice, because the Lord is with you. He's with you right now. He's wanting you to know His love. In fact. It seems that being afflicted, being low and small, um, well, that's a requirement, it seems, Um, a necessity. A bit like um, having a mask, going into a shop is a requirement. It's a necessity now um, to be lowly, to be small. It seems to be a requirement to coming to God. It's that thing about putting ourselves to one side. You know, sometimes you might think that God wants us to sort ourselves out first, to, you know, teeth clean, shoes clean, everything ready, all the good deeds lined up, and then we can come to him. Well, no, simply a humble heart, a broken heart even, knowing that we have nothing to boast about. Because, well, David had lots to boast about, didn't he, in many ways. Um, At this stage, he was not yet king, but God had anointed him as king. At this stage, he had defeated Goliath. He was popular in many places. People were singing songs about him because of his victories. But he knows, well, David knows, that he's small. That he needs to come humbly to God. And he's learned that, and we see that expressed in this song. He's nothing without God. And he says it in verse 6, this poor man came. This poor man called... Like a frightened child would call out to a parent uh, when they're lost in a shop. This poor man called, and the Lord answered, and the Lord answered and heard him. So good news. Praising God, enjoying God, walking with God, is not for those who seem blessed and perfect, the clean shoes and the clean teeth. It's for the afflicted, uh, the weak, the broken. In fact, verse 19 actually says, the righteous person has many afflictions. Um, so I think the NIV got that slightly wrong, but it's, it's the normal Christian life to know suffering. It's part of our lives as God's people. We're not free from suffering, but we have a God who, who knows, who is close to us, to those afflicted and in trouble. And verse 19 will deliver us he promises to do it so in your suffering praise god praise god and call others to do the same that's what david's doing in the psalm Did you notice verse two i will glory in the lord let the afflicted hear and rejoice glorify the lord with me come on let's glorify him let's exalt his name together I think it's about time I spoke about why David wrote this song. Uh, We see it in the title of the song, but we also can read about it at the end of 1 Samuel chapter 21. And Jeanette has already reminded us of this. Uh, David did something rather foolish. He was still a young man. It was after he defeated Goliath. King Saul had put him in charge of his armies and David had won many victories for the king. But Saul had become jealous of David. He was trying to kill David. And David was so frightened that he had gone to Gath uh, and the king of Israel's worst enemies, the Philistines. In fact, Gath was Goliath's hometown. Oops. And if you read 1 Samuel 21, it's very possible that David had Goliath's sword with him. So perhaps unthinkingly, he went to Gath and to the king there. Um, and he perhaps he thought that the Philistine king would think oh good David's come on to my side we can defeat the Israelites together well very soon David found his life was in great danger and he pretends to be mad he, to lose his mind um, he, he dribbles down his beard he makes marks on the door um, graffiti if you like and he talks gobbledygook and insults people and wonderfully the king fell for it and he doesn't need someone like that around him send him away So David is set free. And from there, and we learn this in the next chapter, 1 Samuel 22, he goes to hide in a cave. And soon his family, his brothers, and other people join him in the cave. Um, And we read these people were in distress. Uh, The people who joined him were troubled, uh, bitter in soul. Uh, So all sorts of people who are feeling rejected and, and in difficulty and they gather around david and you can just imagine him looking around at this band of brothers perhaps bruised and maybe muddy and dirty and and sad and he says look come on celebrate with me let us praise god together for what he has done verse five look those who look to god are radiant the, the words who look to the, the lord are their faces aren't Never covered with shame. The angel of the Lord, verse 7, encamps around those who fear him and he delivers them. Perhaps they looked a bit doubtful at his song. So, verse 8 taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. Verse 9 fear the Lord, you holy people, for those who fear him lack nothing. The lions, those young, strong animals, Well, they struggle to get fed. They go weak and hungry from time to time. Those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Come, verse 11, come, come, my children. Listen to me, gather around the fire. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. It's a brilliant thing to do, isn't it? To share how God has encouraged us, even in the most difficult circumstances to share what God is doing in our lives. Stories of where God has been at work, and that can encourage others. And others can be called to praise God with you, celebrate with you. And sometimes we need other people, don't we, to encourage us to praise the Lord. We fail to see the blessings around us as we focus on the the struggles and the difficulties. And we actually can become quite complacent about those blessings the amazing blessings he's lavished on us. We get used to them, don't we, day by day. Sometimes we need someone else to say, no, look what God's given you. Look what you have. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Friends, each of us need reminding of what God is doing among us. And it's a beautiful thing to encourage those who are brokenhearted, who are crushed in spirit. Encouraging them to praise the Lord for his goodness, his love. Draw their minds to the unchanging nature of our loving Heavenly Father, who is good. He's so good. He delivers, he rescues, he saves, he provides, he pardons and so on. Sometimes we we don't see obvious rescue and delivery in our day-to-day lives, uh, that delivery from sadness or the trouble. Sometimes they stay with us for years. And sometimes we don't see the answers that we want. And even young ones among us may be feeling the difficulty of life impacting them. We we struggle, don't we? Even when we're young. But as Christians, we all know that whatever happens and whatever's happening now, that we can know the awesome, eternal wonder of our Lord God who rescues and saves. Because we know about the cross. We know about how God sent his son to us when we actually had our backs on God and ignoring him he sent Jesus his own son out of his own love to bring us home to die on a cross so that we could be pardoned be forgiven have no shame and come back to the God who loves us forever in his heavenly home he has defeated our greatest fear of sin our greatest fear of death And he wants us to be more and more confident of that day after day after day. To grow in our confidence that he's got us in his hands. Yes, it's undeserved. We're poor. We're weak. We're stupid. We're like sheep who've gone astray. We've lived our lives ignoring him. But he's given us all the riches in Christ Jesus. A vast cavern of treasure. So glorify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together, says David. And this deserves daily rejoicing. I will sing the wondrous story of how the Christ died for me. I was lost, but he found me. And I'm his forevermore. And there still are, though, other ways that God rescues us uh, day by day. He does use our troubles to grow us, to enable us to see more of his glory, to bring us deeper joys. And there are many testimonies, wonderful testimonies among us, even as a church family here at St Paul's, of the way that God has has used difficult times, trials, as well as good things, to grow us, to, to, to help us to see the deep riches of God's glory, that we've drunk deeply, some of us, from those wells of salvation. Share those stories. Let's be encouraged by those things. Verse 4, I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Let the afflicted hear and rejoice. So let's encourage one another to praise the Lord. So David's been teaching us to praise the Lord in the midst of struggles and sufferings, but but also to, to pray. That's what he does as well, doesn't he? Did you notice that in that terrible moment, facing death at the king of the philistines uh, verse four he testifies that he prays says david i prayed i sought the lord and he answered me verse six this poor man that you see before you covered in mud, perhaps maybe still got stained from the, the phlegm that ran down his beard oh, i called to the lord and he heard me if you're suffering today walking in a storm Uh, feeling that you're in a corner and you see no way out well pray talk to the lord about it pray in your suffering call out to him cry out to him he sees your anguish verse 15 his eyes are on you his ears are attentive to your cry he loves you he's your father your abba he sent his son to die in your place, to secure your salvation, to secure your part of him. You are his precious, precious child, of course you can cry out to him, of course he will hear you. He is near, verse 18, close to the brokenhearted. He saves the crushed in spirit. Well because I only came to uh, St Paul's in 2016, um, it's was really, really sad actually, my church family, you, ha- you never met my mum, she was great. Um, my dad died 20 years ago, uh, she loved him very much and missed him terribly. And she coped, she, she didn't cope very well to begin with, but she coped, began to cope and life gradually uh, became more manageable. Anyway, sadly, um, towards, um, well, about 18 months ago, my mum died And towards the end of her life, she suffered from Alzheimer's, um, which is a disease that takes away your memory. And you end up unable to do things for yourself. And in my mum's case, she went silent and she wasn't able to do anything really for the last couple of years. And because of this, when I visited, I would always read the Bible to her. That's what she used to do when I was a child. And I ended up using her Bible. And it wasn't long before I happened upon this psalm, Psalm 34. And in fact, that psalm or that page in the Bible was fairly well-worn, actually. And she had underlined in about three places um, some of these verses, including verse 18. The Lord is close to the broken-hearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Well, my mum would have been full of grief and sadness when Dad died. Uh, She was left on her own. But she learned that she wasn't alone. Verse 18, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. She knew it. And she knew, verse 15, that the Lord heard her cries, her sobs, those private um, crying out to the Lord. She knew it and she turned to him in prayer. Verse 9, in the Lord she lacked nothing. And you can see that. And verse 7, as with David, and those people perhaps huddled around in the cave with him, um, the angel of the Lord encamps around his people about my mum. And when we see that phrase, the angel of the Lord, um, in the Old Testament, we see it a number of times. And it's sort of in a mysterious way. It explains that the Lord himself is present with his people surrounding them. And that word encamped is a military word or metaphor. So God's strength and his might, his power, is brought in to protect you, his people. He fights for us. And we know that he did that wonderfully on the cross. So pray. Look to God, for he is close to the brokenhearted. And as the risen Jesus says, I am with you to the very end of the age. It's a great picture of the church, isn't it? David's anointed, the anointed king, joined around by a band of followers, those afflicted and lowly, and he encourages them sing with me. Great is our God. We gather around the Lord Jesus Christ, our King, and we can sing these things together. And he encouraged them, doesn't he? And you can probably can tell those, as I mentioned, still refusing to join in. They've got their arms folded and they're perhaps looking away, a little bit, bit cross about this. And verse eight, God, David says, no, taste and see, taste it, try it, do it, and you will see that the Lord is good and he's good to you as he has been to me. Take refuge in him. And perhaps you're feeling a bit like that. You're feeling a bit arms crossed and not sure about this. Not sure about God at the moment. He's in my bad books. Perhaps we have pushed him away quite a lot. And even blaming him for the things that we've been through. taste and see, taste and see that. Just take a taste. He is good, he is good. And let me end by saying, realistically, uh, the Lord is the only one that we can run to, that we can turn to. Verse 11, come my children, listen to me, says David, gather around the fire, I will teach you the fear of the Lord. It's amazing, isn't it, how we can easily seek refuge, comfort, help uh, in the wrong places, in possessions that we have or possessions that we want. Uh, a spending spree, or, or food, or a bottle, or a relationship, or a holiday, or a hobby. Um, but this is not lasting refuge. In his fear and distress, David went off to the king of the Philistines for his help and refuge. But it was a foolish thing to do. And in this song, David repeats again and again, no, fear the Lord fear the Lord. In other words, no, come to him, put him first. Acknowledge that he's the only great king. He's the only one that can help. Give him honour that he is due. Put your life in his hands. Fear the Lord, verse 9, for those who fear him lack nothing. And that's David's testimony. verse four rings loud, doesn't it? I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. There are so many fears around us at the moment. And you're frightened of something, perhaps. Perhaps your sinfulness or a loved one getting ill or COVID or or loneliness or or death or, or traveling or moving to a new area. So many fears. And we can seek refuge in all sorts of places for comfort, for that short-lived refuge. But David's message is, the Lord's message to us is clear. Fear the Lord. Fear the Lord. And you will no longer fear. Let's pray together. righteous person may have many troubles but the lord delivers them from all you are close to the brokenhearted and those who are crushed in spirit we thank you lord that we can praise your heavenly name for reminding us of this this morning you love us and you gather us round, and you show us your mercies and the truth of your goodness and lord may we be a people more and more who grow to rejoice, to praise you for them, for you. Grow us we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen. Many thanks indeed, Dan.
1: Well having